we've got a riddle for you to start today's session off. You know, what is the crown that only the sick can see? We'll discuss that in a moment with my special guest. Welcome to day 65 of my 90 day challenge, where if you've been following us so far, it's, you know, sharing my personal journey back to physical and mental health. And indeed, that's the reason why I'm entering the world of health, innovation and entrepreneurship. But alongside that, bringing guests on who whose own experience with health, either their own or a loved one, or indeed seeing the world at large go through a massive pandemic, uh, helps them to pivot from a non-health background into the health sector as entrepreneurs. I'm Beirut's public health doctor, preventive medicine physician here in the UK, and my mission is to help you, the entrepreneur, to create a healthier, happier world through your ventures, and it all starts at home. And for me, it starts today because I've been called in to get my vaccine for COVID-19. So what, what a day I'm about to, um, that's why we're actually starting a bit earlier today and I'm going to be heading off shortly. My guest, you've met him before. He's a very special guest of mine. He's been showing up every week um, and sharing his story. You know, he's a perfect example of a former actually police officer, so not health background whatsoever, pivoted into entrepreneurship, but again, not health. And then having lived and thrived with diabetes for 27 years, he's learned some insights that he wants to share with the world and help other people living with diabetes or indeed other chronic diseases to thrive through simple changes. And we'll learn more again today. So I'm going to introduce you again to Heath Stone. He's founder of Uncommon Diabetic Solutions based in Vancouver, Canada. Heath, very warm welcome. Hey, Beirut, thank you so much for having me on again and just the opportunity to talk about our four pillars of uh, uncommon diabetic health. I'd love it. And just before, well, before we get started, Heath, sorry, just a quick one. Uh, I forgot to mention, as I should do at every episode, is a quick disclaimer. Obviously, we're going to be talking about health issues, so treat it as information, education only, and please speak with your licensed doctor if you've got any questions whatsoever. Heath, over to you. Well, first, let's start by answering the riddle. Health. Health is the crown that only the sick can see. It's something that I personally took for granted. I was, uh, you know, 25 when I had uh, my rapid uh, uh, onset and introduction to the uh, diabetes world with my, when my autoimmune uh, incident happened. And I got to experience a transformation that was unexpected. And at that moment in time, I truly understood the value of the crown of health. You know, today our, I really want to talk about pillar three, that's exercise and movement and how it can just transform our lives. I'm actually out on the road. I'm headed to do a six day uh, hike in the Rockies in Canada with uh, I Challenge Diabetes. A really good friend of mine, Chris Jarvis, the founder and CEO of I Challenge Diabetes, puts on these amazing adventures in helping train and educate and, and really motivate diabetics that they can live an uncommon diabetic life. So we've partnered up and are offering training and support uh, for that and taking these uh, people out on this adventure. So. I'm uh, here remote and today we really want to talk about how important exercise is to our quality of life and our health. You know, our health is better today than ever, right? We have modern medicine. We have so many different uh, solutions available to us. Is that the truth? 
It is, absolutely. I think what's interesting, though, is that in our human history of life and work, in the past, our work was very physical and had a lot of activity and movement in our daily life. Our human society has definitely advanced a ton. And over these years of advancement, industrialization, we've been blessed with technology. That technology has made our work life. We lost you for a sec, Keith. Uh, Easy. With Mary Ann. Ultimately, today our world is far more. You're back. You're back. Yeah, Carry sorry on. about that. I was saying is that today our world. Yeah, today our world is far more sedentary than it's ever been with all of the advancements in technology. So the technology we're using today, as great as it is, isn't perfect. As I'm halfway up to the, uh, the Rocky Mountains, my signal isn't perfect. But really, sedentary and sitting is the new smoking in our world. It causes more damage to us physically than anything sitting for eight hours a day in a cubicle or an office in a boardroom wherever it may be is really an unhealthy thing for our life but really i think what's important is that we need to realize that we need to be focused on a few things and realize that the hustle message that we've been told which really is about us spending our youth and our, our healthy years to make money, to go without sleep or else you're not working hard. All these messages are creating a belief in us that if we're not sleeping, if we're sorry, if we are sleeping too much, then we're not working hard enough. Or if we're not uh, taking time to learn more or work more, and we skip out on our exercise, exercise has become a luxury now, not a thing of our, our life that is required. So that's really, I think, for us, Beirut, what we need to talk about. And that is, can we actually create healthy routines in our life that are going to help us live a full life in our work, with our family and friends, in our recreation, that's full of energy, health, and performance? Do you think that we really need to sacrifice our health? Heath, I hope, I don't know if I've uh, lost you for a second, but I just want to come back at you with that. Excellent. Yeah, so you're still there. This is excellent. Power of technology. I'm, I'm here in the UK. You're in the almost in the Rocky Summit. So here's the thing I wanted to share with you um, in response to that. You know, I'm going to answer it in a couple of ways before coming back to you. We often have this discussion when it comes to education of children, right? So should they be taking time out of academic studies to do physical activity? And the whole argument is time. There's not enough time. And that's the wrong argument that carries on into the future, right? But thankfully, things have changed. So people are now, schools and education systems are understanding that when you invest in physical activity and health, you're actually going to get better academic performance, better outcomes in the things that they're measured beyond health, right? So that's one thing just to keep in mind. And yesterday, a couple of things happened in the last two days, actually, uh, since we've last spoken. Um, so first of all, yesterday was a graduation ceremony at a university that I used to work at in Cyprus. And my former mentor, he flew over from the US, 
gave it the the keynote speech and I was listening in on YouTube live. I love YouTube. And um, he was talking about the story of Sir Roger Bannister, who, as you know, he did the first four minute mile. And I lived literally across the road from the track that he did that in. Um, however long ago, I think it was the 1950s, I think. Don't quote me on that. And what I didn't know was, I mean, I've heard the story. You've heard the story about it's all in the mind. And once you believe that you can actually do something like that, then it's all simple and straightforward. And then suddenly so many other people went on and did that. But what I did not know is that he was a medical student at the time and went on to study and become a specialist in neurology. So this is what I've been focusing, the, the core theme of this 90-day challenge, as you know. And, and yesterday, yeah, it was yesterday, I did an episode where I covered pillar three of the, business, the, the brain blueprint that I'm covering, which is very similar to yours for diabetes. And I was talking about physical activity and actually the benefits of physical activity on for entrepreneurs specifically to have more creative uh, abilities, you know, be more innovative. And alongside the physical activity, it's also the brain games that you can be doing. And it's not just computer games, but other things. So in a nutshell, I just want to end with one thing that I uh, did. So as you know, I'm, I'm personally going through my own challenge with physical health as well, right? And my personal trainer, uh, slash coach who's been walking me through this process he jumped on a call with me the other night and said look I'm gonna walk with you as you do your session this evening and he pushed me to the edge where I was literally about to stop and then he starts talking to my head rather than to my physical body and he just said it's an identity shift you need to believe that you are a runner a long distance runner and he kept talking to my brain and it was amazing how I suddenly did three times as much as I would have normally done so it's all in the mind um, your mind controls your physical activity and, and energy levels and in return it feeds back and gives you the, the rewards too sorry back to you enough from me. <laughs> no, I think this is a great direction that you've uh, pivoted the conversation on, right? So we talk about the four pillars. The truth is the four pillars of health are all integrated, right? So our mindset directly relates to our relationship with our food, our hydration, with our exercise, with our rest and recovery, and our attitudes and, and relationships to, to that. And one of the people that I was reading uh, the other day and has always motivated me, I got a painting in my, in my office, and that's Helen Keller. And she said, life is either a daring adventure or nothing. And what I really think is that she's speaking about the attitude that we live life with. And back to your point about the pillars and how they're all interactive with this attitude that we're really just learning. It's not about climbing the mountain in one jump or just going to the Rockies. I have gone through a routine to prepare for this. And it was done with small steps. Chinese have a proverb that says the 10,000 mile journey is done by taking the first step. That's our mindset to moving it forward and doing it one at a time. So as we talk about exercise and movement, whether you're a beginner or an elite athlete, you know, it's about one step from where you are and moving forward. And I think that that's really what we need to, to realize that the shift that has to happen is just move. Any form of movement improves our brain chemistry, our circulation, our heart function, our lung function, all the key pillars of our, of our health are impacted. So as we are, uh, 
working and, and looking at things, I think it really comes back to what you just said. We got to believe that we can change, that we can transform and move forward with creating and placing the crown of health on our head that we just talked about. And the easiest way to change is by doing something. And I was listening this morning to uh, 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 someone that we both uh, follow, and that is uh, Graham Cochran. And he was talking about people. And there's basically two people, and he's referencing Jim Rowe. Those that wait to feel something before they do something. And then there's those of us that do something to create the feeling that we want because our emotions, our mindset drive what we do in our life. So if we want to have an elite athlete's body, we don't have to be the elite athlete. We need to have the mindset and the routines of an elite athlete and the fruit will show up because we have the root of that elite athlete and that's the root team. Nice. Does that make sense to you? I liked it. Routine. Absolutely. So, you know, I think as well, I like a saying that Tony always said to me, Tony Robbins, I'm speaking about, and that is that success without fulfillment is all the ultimate failure. Well, there is no fail when it comes to our exercise and movement. It could literally be you've just recovered from an injury or an illness and you've been on the couch. Well, just stand up and sit down 10 times and then build it to 20. That alone will improve your health. It will improve the way our body functions and the systems within it that work. Would you agree with that uh, statement, Beirut? I do. I do. And I'll, I'll, I'll you know, when, when you're finished, uh, we've got plenty of time. I want to just reflect on something that I've been learning, which kind of touches on what you just said, but I want to make sure you finish your line of thought here. Well, how do we create these routines is really what I think is important physically we're talking about today in our exercise and the movement. And it does start in our mind. That's believing that we can transform our lives and then taking the actions to move forward. So I have a very simple little method that I've used and developed for myself because my brain is very simple. I can't handle much more than three or four things at one time in a list. So I created what I call the R3 method. The first thing is I define and create a goal. What is the desired result that I want? Big or small, do it appropriate for yourself. Wherever you're at today, it's about moving forward. What is that goal? And break it in steps. Don't try to climb the Rockies day one. I wanna go for a one kilometer walk or whatever it might be that's appropriate for you. The second key point, why what's the reason the second r the reason that you want to hit that goal because ultimately resistance shows up immediately the moment you set out a goal i don't care if it's time your children uh i'm too sore uh, we can go on with the list of why not but the why has to be bigger than the resistance or else we stop so that's the second R, result that you want, the reason you want it. Then we've talked about the power of proximity 
is a critical element. I don't care if it's your people. It's the things that we're putting into our eyes, our ears, our nose, our mouth, and our tactile actions of doing. We need to get around people that already have what we want. Model what they do. That leads us to the third R. Create, or even better, copy the routine of people that already have what you want or are where you want to be. Because becoming is about being. You have to be it to become it. Right? So that's kind of my conclusion of the R3. But when we make that map, that massive action plan, be clear on the three steps. Result, specific. Reason, what's the passion? What's the outcome you want? Better health, relationship, whatever it is. And lastly, who's successful at it? Copy their routine. You will get the same results because what we do dictates it. If we do what others do, we'll get what others have. If we do what others won't do, we'll get what they won't have. We'll get even more. So there, I got a little passionate, maybe went on a little long on that point, but I can't say enough about the importance of routines because they drive our results. And it's just one more step. You know, Ed Milet always says, anybody can do one more. I don't care if it was one today, tomorrow, do two. That's the key to success. Would you concur with that, uh, Oh, absolutely. Heath, you know, one of the things that um, has been interesting, first of all, I loved your R3, the, you know, if I got it right, it's the result, the reason why, and the routine, those three R's. And it's like arithmetic, isn't it? The three R's of school, but I love learning yeah. that. And something that I've been reflecting on over the past week, as you know, uh, I'm going through my own changes, my own physical and especially mental uh, transformation at the moment. And with my coach, the thing that we've been um, battling with is, is all in the mind and it's, it's about sustainable change. And, and I don't know about you, Heath, I'm sure it's different for you, but for those of you who might be watching or listening to me, I'm sure you struggle with your physical health too. Now, you're an entrepreneur, you put everything, whether it's in your business, in any aspect of your work and perhaps other aspects of your life, and you make sure that you do these three R's. If you've got a smart business acumen, you've got those three R's, you've got the uh, key performance indicators and all sorts of other things, and you're monitoring change. And if anything slows down in your business, you will pivot, you will tweak, you'll optimize, you will keep going. There's nothing that's going to stop you, right? Why is it that we can't do the same with our physical activity and physical health. I, I struggle with that. In my work, I will show up every day. I'll go live on YouTube. I'll create a podcast. I'll do my regular day meetings at work. But with my physical health, it's always been on the back burner. And what my coach always says is treat your physical health, your time in the doing a workout or whatever for your personal health as your most important meeting of the day. But in addition to that, you know, treat your body as your business. It's an extra source of revenue. It's, a, it's an extra startup. It's an extra business. And without this, none of the others matter, right? So 
I'm struggling, but it's over to you. I'm struggling. I'm trying my best to to re rejig my perspective on me as an additional uh, startup. Over to you. Would it be okay if I just sort of shared what I would consider my ideal life? Yes, please. And that and my routine of what I do, and and this is all learned because other than the fear of falling and loud noises, everything in our life is learned. So, ideal for me is an acronym. Being an ex-policeman, everything's an acronym for me. It helps me remember things. So ideal for me really quickly means that I am accountable. And I believe in myself enough that I'm going to D, dream. Dream big, big, hairy, ostentatious goals. Then I'm going to E, eliminate everything that doesn't help me achieve my D, my dream. Then A, I need to automate it with routines. And lastly, live and learn. Just do it. So that's my ideal acronym for what I want to do in my life. But my I and my D are the critical parts. My ID, my identity is defined by me saying, if it's going to be, it's up to me. I have to own it and make it a priority. Because back to the beginning of our conversation, Beirut, if you don't value your health as the crown, you will lose your health. You'll have no ability to earn and you will be spending money to get your health. So then it leads to my form of life, another acronym. But the form is just my chunks. And I put everything in these chunks. F, family and friends. O, my occupation, work and wealth. My R, my recreation. And then my M is my motivation, my education. Now, how does that fit into a routine? So I'm a big believer that early bird gets the worm. I'm up between five and six. I try to get seven hours. I start my day the night before. And I know that if I go to bed at 10, seven hours, I wake up at five. I don't use alarms. And my body has been trained now by doing it. I get seven hours. I allow myself seven hours in my schedule. So if I go to bed 11, I'm going to sleep till six. So my goal is always get to bed between 10, no later than 11. Because life happens, right? When I wake up, I really make it simple. I drink, I hydrate to start the day. I then focus on gratitude. And by the way, that's how I end my day before I go to bed. I meditate and I pray because it helps me sleep. When I get a good sleep, I wake up refreshed, full of energy. I hydrate the body. I then get into my gratitude and setting my day up with my intentions. I then focus and use my body. The physiology will absorb things in the morning. We're in theta. We're able to absorb far better. So I focus on me. That's motivation and education. So that I'm going to have my cup full. So I got more to give to my work, to my family, to everything else, because you got to be intentionally selfish. And if we don't take that attitude, we spend our health instead of investing in our health, which gives us that longevity and ability to do whatever your passion and my passion is. Right? So once that's done, I then get into after my education and all those things, I then get into work. Usually after a couple hours, I'm working. 
and then I work. Then I make sure I'm getting my exercise in. I do just a few minutes of, of exercise in the morning if I'm not actually doing my workout. Do my work. Then I get exercise. Why? In the early afternoon, if I do it, it recharges me for the afternoon time, whether it be more work or it be uh, family time or recreation or whatever it is. And because our muscles are the batteries, they generate energy for us. So that's back to our movement. So if we create these routines, we will get the results based on what they are. And it's, I'm not talking long hours. If it's literally 10 minutes, you know, the military, for example, says drop and give me 20. If you just drop and give yourself 20 and then do 20 setups. And so in 10 minutes, you've done something that will transform your life. And that's my little bit of a rant and sharing of, of my uh, routine. It's not a rant at all. I, I love learning from you. I think that talking about being grateful, I'm really grateful that you and I met a couple of months ago and you've been my regular guest. Uh, I kind of said that at least for this 90 day thing, we've only got one more session next week, but actually we've got a special guest, don't we? Heath? We do. So let me just share this, right? The best way to have more energy, health, and performance is that you got to put pillar three, our uncommon performance, our exercise and movement into practice because it will transform your life, your body, your mind, and your soul, right? We need to get into proximity with people who already have what you want. And that's where I met our guest for next week, Dr. Sean Richardson. He transformed my life. He's become a very close friend and mentor of mine. And he is a, a doctor that is, has his PhD in energy health. And he's the CEO of Energy Health Inc. And he'll be joining us to talk about Pillar 4 at the end of our eight-week uh, series and giving us some really sound principles that we've already talked about, but a more in-depth look at uncommon energy. So I think it's this simple, right? We need to be getting into proximity. Whatever it is, it goes into our, our body through whatever portal we put it in, that's the key. The truth is, if we do what others do, we're going to get what others have. If we do what others uh, won't do, we're going to have what they won't have, as I already said. And in the end, it's up to each of us to choose what we do with our exercise and our movement. But it will transform your life. So let's predict our future by creating a daring adventure embrace uncertainty try move your body that's the best i can say and i know that together we can so if you're interested in stepping up and you want to unleash your uncommon diabetic life or just change your life to have more energy better health better performance i want to invite you to join me for a free energy for life workshop on july 6th we're going to help you assess where you are in your life and with the four pillars of health, how to create a map and the routines that will begin to build the foundations of your uncommon life. You're going to learn how to create focus and clarity about your desired results. You're going to eat to maximize health and taste. You're going to manage blood sugars because that insulin resistance is critical to almost all chronic disease. You're going to get fit. You're going to lose weight so you can live this uncommon life. Spots are limited, so go to UncommonDiabetic.com and reserve your spot today. I really want to thank you all for watching today. 
with Beirut and I talking about the priority and the importance and how quickly exercise will transform our lives. Build those routines that will drive your results. So Beirut, I really want to thank you. I'm really excited about next week talking about Pillar 4 on Common Energy with Dr. Sean Richardson and you. I get to be a fly on the wall in this one and just learn from you both. So I look forward to that. Thanks for your time today, Beirut. Heath, as always, you're an absolute star. And am I the only one? I'm sure you see it too. Heath has got tremendous motivation and drive in the world of health. And, um, you know, do check out his links in, in the description below. Obviously, take advantage of his, uh, you know, free seminar coming up. But indeed, he has uh, all sorts of resources on his website. So do check that out. And if you want to, just like Heath, pivot from any professional background that you're in. And because of your own experience with health, you wanna pivot into the health sector, but you wanna learn what is the best way, what is the not only the best uh, solution to create to tackle the problem you're looking to solve, but indeed overcome some of these obstacles that you're gonna face, whether it's related to securing investment, gaining adoption, gaining partners and working with people. Do check out the link in the description below where I've created a free training session for you and walks you through the entire process. I'd love to serve you. And again, thank you for joining us. Heath, thank you and enjoy your trip. And we'll see you all again tomorrow. Take care. I just got one closing comment, and that's Please. to support you. Beirut has been an amazing help and support to me and my business and direction. I really encourage you to check out the Entrepreneur's Doctor. His program's excellent. <laughs> You're a star. You. Enjoy your trip. Be safe. Don't do anything I would do. Take care. <laughs> right on. We'll see you next week, bud. Cheers, man. Learn more at the Entrepreneur's Doctor. www.entrepreneurs.doctor. Better health starts here.